got you next, you got you next, you got you next, you got you next, you got you Welcome to Weird Banter, I'm the host Chich. Today's episode is going to be a solo one again. This is sort of following on from last week, just a little more stream of consciousness, just letting you know what's what's going on with me and uh, and yeah, just, just throwing some ideas out there and hoping they stick for the both of us. So firstly though, I just want to preface this. Um, first podcast I've done in the car, just sitting in quiet, not so esoteric parking lot, but I uh, just thought I'd get out, get some fresh air from inside the car, and uh, see how this one goes, change of environment, let's see if something something new comes out, and also, been eating very good lately, um, I feel, you know, lots of avocados, salmon, broccoli, all the good shit, taking cold showers, but I just slammed some Red Rooster, quarter chicken, and large chips, so it was just one of those things, because I think because I've been working out a fair bit lately, like not to brag, that's just like what I've been doing, <laughs> been working out, and uh, maybe I haven't been eating enough post-workout, and yeah, I've been losing, losing a couple kilos, so I thought, uh, what better way to fix that than pump yourself with some some junk food, do some dirty bulking, so, uh, (laughs) so that's in my stomach at the moment, trying to, trying to digest, but, uh, anyway, let's get on to what's been happening, I mentioned on the last episode, I'd been hosting Hood Pass, which is a hip-hop show on Triple R 102.7, community independent radio in Melbourne, the best, definitely the best station in Australia, it's not biased, it's just the content, the subject matter, it's real, it's authentic, informative, just real people, intelligent people, cool audience as well, and uh, yeah, real privilege to be a part of that, so I've been hosting Hood Pass on Monday nights, so that finished up for the last three weeks, did four weeks in total, I, ho- I hosted a couple weeks prior to the first one on October 17th, so two weeks before that, I think it was October 3rd hosted Hood Pass, so four weeks in total, and um, been really good, did four interviews over the course of the four weeks, and they all went really well, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed sort of getting into the groove of hosting one particular program over and over, you certainly start to settle in and get more confident with what you're doing, confident with, you know, choosing the right playlists, you get familiar with what songs are going to go together, And even just speaking, like the more you do something, and that's why I like doing the podcast as well, even though it's a separate thing and good for different reasons, just, you know, the more you speak, um, you you just get better at speaking, I guess, and mine is into a microphone generally, but with whatever you're trying to do, if it's, you know, public speaking, just speaking to strangers, you know, whatever you're, you're trying to accomplish, you know, just more practice at it, you you just get better at it. It's not such a big deal when you keep, when you just keep bantering. The banter gets it gets better. The confidence comes through the, through the voice. So Triple R, they're actually coming into their, it's their fortieth year on air. They've been going for forty years, which is pretty crazy, and a testament to a volunteer funded station 
funded by sponsorships. There's sort of some ads thrown in there. They're all sort of community-minded. But a lot of it's just people donating to the station. And the fact that it's been going like that for 40 years is pretty incredible. And it just shows that if people want to listen to something, they'll pay for it. And uh, it will keep going for 40 years and beyond. So that's pretty spectacular. But the point I'm getting at, there's an actual exhibition happening at the State Library um, that's near Melbourne Central in the city. Yeah, of course, it was there before Melbourne Central. <laughs> and anyway, so during so at the, at the State Library, also coinciding with Melbourne Music Week, there's going to be a bunch of activities and there's an exhibition going on. I guess there's going to be... I'm not even 100% sure on what's going on, but I guess it's going to be sort of, you know... Uh, an exhibition on what's gone on from the beginning of the station where it started, you know, different location. Also, you know, there's obviously been a variety of guests over the years, different eras, some big names have come through. And uh, yeah, it'll, I guess it'll just be showcasing that sort of thing, some audio recordings, maybe some a lot of photos, I guess, some different announcers from over the years will be popping in. There'll also be some live broadcasts. So Triple R will be live broadcasting from the State Library all of next week. I think it starts the 14th, I think, as far as the broadcasts are concerned. That could be off. But from Monday next week through to Friday, the drive home programs from 4 to 7 p.m. on Triple R 102.7 FM. They'll be broadcasting from the State Library. And you can just go in and, you know, just watch the broadcast, <laughs> which is kind of exciting if you listen to the station. Um, there'll be some activities going on. So during the shows, there'll be different guests coming in to perform local artists. Um, I think they're going to have Remy, who's dope. Love his new album, Divas and Demons. Also, Napalm's coming through to perform. The Meanies, legendary punk band. A lot more. There's going to be different acts every day from 4 to 7 on Triple R. But if you want to go live, which I intend to, um, yeah, just get around get around the State Library and everything that's going on, on with that. It's, it's just a great, to, it's a great thing to be a part of, you know, Triple R, even just going out to gigs. You know, there's just lots of like-minded people around, people who listen to the, the same music. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's just going to be a, a really dope week. That's all I really got to say. And I think, you know, Triple R, stations like Triple R, PBS, all the community stations, Sin FM even, they're becoming increasingly sort of important because I think as our, our species progresses, <laughs> going to go deep for a second, as our species progresses, you know, back, you know, hundreds, even thousands of years ago, there was much more emphasis on smaller communities you know you sort of you're much more dependent on your community so that would sort of mean you know your your immediate nuclear family that would extend into you know sort of extended family and it would sort of go into your neighborhood but it might not extend that you know too far beyond that you'd sort of have just your little network of people and you'd rely on those people for you know, whether it's advice, <laughs> you know, there's no internet, you know, you're going to have to just get your information from older people, sort of share that around so your education would come from them. If you're sick, you're much more dependent, um, you know, on the people in your community to look after you 
because you know there wouldn't have been much you know many doctors or trained doctors and physicians around then any sort of needs would need to be um taken care of by your community you'd really have to depend on each other and support each other and you know obviously as sort of governments have come through uh state governments federal governments all that sort of thing there's there's sort of been systems put in place where there hasn't you don't really need um there doesn't really you don't really need your community as much anymore like this sort of been replaced like if you, if you need a doctor there's a doctor there that you can pay for or even the government can pay for depending on where you live and so you're supported in that sort of way education system there's you know your hex fees which are taken care of by the government you got to pay it back eventually but the point being you sort of there's less reliance on community there's sort of there's things systems in place that are done for you taken care of and and yeah you got to pay for it but they're there and you don't really need to rely on these communities as much anymore and so i guess a lot of them cease to exist but you know obviously there's much more to a community than simply you know having your your surface level needs taken care of we obviously have needs that are much deeper much more internal you need um you need a solid network of friends to talk to you know people you can really express yourself with and sort of work through issues and just work through life together that that's really that's very important you know even if you got all the you know you're you might be an extremely intelligent prick might be genetically superior like like charlotte in wwe um <laughs> but yeah you might have all the tools on the surface but if if you don't have have the homies per se you know to sort of banter with just do activities with just shoot the shit doesn't have to be deep all the time but just people to talk with you know have your family to talk with you i guess you would talk about different things with your family than you do with your friends you'd sort of do different activities together but that's really important just for staying sane and um you know we we are social creatures we're still in these sort of ape bodies that have evolved but society's evolving much quicker than our bodies do so we still have these needs to you know have these small communities like you know where you can banter with your friends and um yeah do those social activities together you know there's there's certain chemicals that are released during those those outings we need we need we need each other still and feeling like you're a part of something not feeling um isolated i think it's very important to you know have a good circle of friends and yeah it's very important to figure out who those people are the people that really care about you and um yeah point being find your friends you know put put effort into those relationships and uh, it doesn't have to be big it can be very small but whatever it is as long as those people are good with you for the long run uh <laughs> it's just better for everybody it's better for you know everyone involved you got to you got to support each other bring each other up be the first one to to give in a relationship don't always expect things from other people like you know it's great but uh you know if you have those high expectations and then you know you're you're not that much of a a good person yourself or maybe you think you are but you know you don't really put it into practice you know th- that can just be um just creates turmoil my point being just 
you know, look at yourself first. Am I a good person? Am I doing good things for other people? Am I grateful for my situation? Am I mindful of other people? Do I do I do I really put effort into these into my own relationships so that they can grow? Um, you know, it's it's not all about the people who have been there for a long time. It's about the people who who are there when it matters. And if you're the type of person that are there when it matters, you put that energy out there in the world, then you're just going to attract those types of people. So if you want to attract good people, then be a good person. That's all I'm saying. Tangent over for now. Yeah, the reason I've been going really deep on the whole self, self-improvement self thing lately, I always do, but just more so lately, I've realized... You know, you can get good pieces of information and it, it's fantastic that we live in, in a time now, which is sort of, it's a very um, interesting time in history. We're sort of the first ones testing the waters of this whole internet age. I don't think we even really know what's going on at the moment because the internet's it's come so quickly and become so ubiquitous in a very short space of time that I think we're just really starting to learn how to deal with it but something that's very spectacular about it that I feel like I and a lot of other people are really reaping the benefits of is we live in an era where you can really choose your inspiration and I think this is why the internet is such a brilliant thing because um you know I can choose the sort of the information that I'm being influenced by I don't just passively sit in front of the TV where there's like three channels and I just absorb like everything that's coming at me, like the uh, current affairs or today tonight, just you know the news, just all, all the bullshit. Like you don't, like I I don't have to just accept what is put in front of me. I don't just have to accept what, what um, you know the people around me are being influenced by. I can go out and choose what I want to listen to. So if that's you know a type of podcast. I listen to a few podcasts, not too many to get bombarded by, but uh, listen to a few, some that I really enjoy, uh, Joe Rogan's uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, sort of goes deep on a variety of topics, but it's just, it's just very honest, authentic, and progressive uh, conversation, and I feel like I've learned a lot just just by listening, and he releases a lot of episodes, so I'd highly recommend that one, but yeah, listening to different podcasts, also videos on YouTube. There might be some inspirational videos. Doesn't have to be necessarily inspirational, as in, you know, it's it's a motivational speech or something like that. I I do like listening to those as well. But even just information, absorbing information. You might think of a topic, then you go down this rabbit hole on YouTube where there's a bunch of people who are experts in that field. You can just so, sort of go deep on a topic for you know a few hours, a few days maybe. And it's very exciting and you add that data into your brain and hopefully it comes up in conversation and uh and you just yeah you live and you learn you spread that <laughs> information uh through your circle of friends and whoever whoever cares to listen even books i think books is a huge one it's something that i've always held in high regard but occasionally oh the red rooster's coming up but uh occasionally <laughs> you sort of uh you can get a bit lazy like i can get a bit lazy with just having that discipline to read because sometimes even just the act of sitting down picking up a book and reading through it can feel like a bit of a chore and i think part of the reason for that is because 
you know, so used to just clicking on things and then just have, being able to sit there and have the information and the content wash over you, all the data just, you know, splash on your face as opposed to having to actually, you know, open the book and make the effort to read and put the energy into that. Obviously, it's it's not a big deal at all, but, you know, just focusing, making the, you know, writing it down. All right, today I'm going to read this book that I've been wanting to read for a while and consistently doing it and, you know, it's it's been massively beneficial for me. I've been uh, continuing to read this book, Sapiens, which is about the evolution of Homo sapiens, which, which I found very insightful. I think finding out about our species history is is incredibly fascinating just back from when, you know, we were just apes, just another tribe in the jungle. We we're just one of many different types of the species of Homo. You know, there was Neanderthals, Homo erectus, and, um, you know, just a bunch of different types of, you know, these apes that were like us, but just a little bit different. And I guess our ones evolved intellectually. And that was ultimately the deciding factor. And we just wiped everyone the fuck out. We are the most destructive species in history by a long way. And it's not something that you would really think of. But reading books gives you that sort of information. And it gives you sort of a kind of perspective on things that... Things weren't always like this, how they are now, this this era of, you know, at least in Australia, capitalism of, you know, supermarkets, these suburbs and, you know, everyone just, you know, walking through and purchasing things, consumerism, you know, I'm sort of leaning towards the negative aspects, but anyway, people being sort of isolated in their homes and that sort of thing. You know, there, there wasn't always this civil, this mass civilization that was connected by, you know, money, religion. We can all sort of coordinate because we all believe in these certain things. Um, but, yeah, the point I'm getting at is things were very different and reading about how they've sort of evolved and come to the point they are. We're, we're at the best point in history that we've ever been. There's, there's very few wars. Um you know, it's, things are pretty good. There's, there's very few immediate threats. I don't walk out my house and, you know, think that someone's going to attack me. And it's cool to, because, you know, it hasn't always been like that. <laughs> you know, just a hundred years ago, there were, there were these world wars, even less than a hundred years ago, like 60, 70 years ago, just these world wars where you get conscripted and, you know, need to fight. And, and it's all bullshit. And it's great that we've sort of evolved past that. Still, there's still sort of the history of that has sort of lingered and is still permeating society today. But you know, it's all all evolution. We evolve into the resistance of that, and um, yeah. In order to sort of go on a bit more of a tangent, at the time of this recording, the U.S. election is going on. Trump, Hillary. I'm not going to dwell on it too much because it's it's like you know, fuck whatever. Like I don't, I can't influence that really. But I can influence what I do with my own life, what I do every day, what I what I choose to do with my time, what inspiration I choose to to seek, and um, yeah, fuck all those politicians. I think we're seeing sort of the the, the decline of all those systems, it's getting to a ridiculous point where reality stars, you know, misogynistic reality stars, can potentially become one of the most powerful people in the world so i think you know the the apathy towards that by americans but even the the greater greater western world and even the whole world i guess 
has has shown, and I think whatever the result is, it doesn't really matter. It's going to end. It's going to end, you know. Whether it's in a couple decades, who who knows? But it's it's when we educate the individuals, in educate ourselves through books, videos, podcasts. We spread that information. The the social consciousness starts to change, and uh, and yeah, that's how that's how that's how things do change. But you know, it starts with yourself, and I think just absorbing, throwing yourself into new experiences that you think will be beneficial, getting out of your comfort zone, putting yourself in these situations that are difficult, because we only evolve in response to resistance, and that's something that I've been going deep on lately some of the podcasts i listen to go deep on that and uh yeah this guy named aubrey marcus i'm pretty sure i mentioned him in the last podcast but anyway ceo of this fitness human optimization company called on it they sell like supplements fitness equipment all that shit but anyway he's got his own podcast where it's sort of a more spiritual thing um sort of trying to expand human consciousness help as many people as he can through his podcast and he's just come through with this online course. I might have gone really deep on this on the last episode. I'm sorry, I've got Red Roost in my body and I can't really remember, but I apologize if I did. But just to recap, yeah, Aubrey Marcus, he's created this online course called Go For Your Win. And it's basically just, yeah, it's a course where just helping you breaking things down of... You know, just discovering, first of all, discovering what your mission is in life. There is, there's obviously not just one universal mission that everyone has to accomplish. You know, so that's why when you hear this, this mentality of fucking just grow up, go to school, uni, get a job, work full time, you know, whatever it is, 40, 50 hours a week, save up for a house, start a family, do all that shit get a nice car, just keep spending your money, pumping it back into the system. Like, that's fine. If that's your thing, that's absolutely fine. I'm just saying it's not for everybody. And I think it's honestly not for most people, but that's sort of what you're conditioned to believe growing up. And um, so, yeah, getting back to what your mission is, I think this is sort of, these are really important conversations to have, Um, you know, things to think about, courses to go into, whatever just about discovering what your mission is because a lot of time we just react to our environment we react to what our peers are doing we think that that's the right way to do things we don't use use our own initiative because we're not really taught to use our initiative we're just sort of we just sort of react to what everyone else is doing just because we want to fit in but you know ultimately that doesn't bring it really doesn't bring real happiness i know from experience you sort of pretend for a little bit then you realize, you know, fuck this. You start to connect with people who are, you know, on the same wavelength, like-minded people who are just sort of a bit lost as to what, what they're here to accomplish in their allotted time on this planet. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of what Aubrey Marx is doing with this course. The first lesson of it was basically just discovering your mission, breaking it down, because um, it can be very difficult sometimes. You know, taught these things in schools not that I'm hanging shit on schools you like I think it's important to learn um you do learn a lot in school and you, you learn how to learn how to research things and that definitely has helped me in later life but there's also a lot of things that aren't taught like you know just just things like social skills and even um 
yeah, just pulling yourself out, of, like how to deal with life, how to deal with society when you're in a rut, when you're faced with adversity. What do you do? And um, the first step to that, I think, is just having a clear mission as to what you are here to do. And it's different for everyone. Um, and for me, it was something that I was sort of, I was a little bit confused about for a long, long time. I haven't really completely sorted it out right now, but just through a few um, questions, just through going through the first week of this this course that Aubrey Mark has put together, it sort of really helped me narrow shit down. And a lot of people, you know, I think I've found, you know, a lot of people sort of link it to their job. And whilst your occupation can support where your mission is, uh, a lot of the time the mission isn't the actual job that you have, if you get me. For example, your mission might be to inspire people. Like that's how broad it is. Or to love one another, love as many people as possible. Like very broad sort of things. Maybe it's to establish human connection, to um, increase awareness about human consciousness. That Those sorts of things. Like a broad goal... And that's your mission and the things that you, the, the sort of things that you do in your everyday life sort of go towards supporting that mission. I think when you sort of iron that out, it becomes a lot more clear as to what steps you have to take to ultimately fulfill that mission. And obviously when you're fulfilling that mission, you're on that journey, you're going to be a lot happier. You're not lost. You're not thinking, oh, yeah fuck, what am I supposed to do with my life? Because I have those thoughts all the fucking time and they're annoying as shit. But the point I'm um, getting at is like a lot of people have these problems and you just got to sort it out. You got to know when you're having those thoughts, when you go on those emotional trips, um, you know, how do you work through them? Like write down what your mission is, figure it out, write it down. What steps do I need to do to take it? You know, sometimes... It's very easy to th- think about an end goal. It's like, all right, where do I want to end up? Like, all right, I want to sell out fucking, you know, sometimes you're sold these dreams of, you know, I want to sell out like stadiums around the world playing in the biggest rock band. And that's fantastic. If that's your thing, absolutely go for it. I play the drums. I really appreciate rock music. I play a lot of it on radio. A lot of people, maybe that, you know, it's an appealing mission. You might be sold that, like follow your dreams, dope. If that's your thing, go put in the work, outline the steps that you need to get there. But for a lot of people, it's it's usually not that. There's there's very few people who who sort of go to that level. And sometimes that's not even the ultimate goal for everyone. Some people are, but I think because we live in an age where there are so many things presented to us through the internet, we're just exposed to a lot more different things. So it isn't as clear as, all right, I grew up playing guitar and I just want to tour the world because... I, I heard, you know, Pink Floyd at age seven and that prompted me to want to start a band and go tour and that's all I did. I just woke up, listened to music, played gigs and that's fantastic. Like, that's a very romantic story and I love hearing those. But for most people and I think the my, my generation and future generations to come, it's, it's for a lot, it's not going to be as simple as that. So you sort of do need to have your, your broader mission. Um, and so, yeah, for example, if your mission is to maybe inspire other people. That's the first step. You iron that out. All right. Now it's it's the process. <laughs> I've been reading this other book that I mentioned in the last podcast, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And man, yeah, it just really reinforces how great books are and how much influence they can really have over your life because they've been having a big in, impact on me lately. 
And this book, Obstacle is the Way, I, I sort of read a chapter. They're very short chapters, but I read it every time. I just need a G up. I need someone to G me up because there's not always someone around to really have that little pep talk with you. So um, I just sort of go to this book. I've been going to this book lately. It's been really fantastic. Something, uh, one of the chapters I read re- lately was really about just focusing on the process. So obviously there's things that we want to achieve. We, we put our goals in place and instead of thinking about sort of the, the destination, you just, you just think about right now. As cheesy it is, as it is, like the moment we have right at this minute, it's really all we have. We don't know how fucking long we're going to live. We can pretend like it's going to, oh, I'll eat all my broccoli, you know, you know, I'll care about other people and I'll live to 100 and I'm gonna be, it's going to be dope. I'm going to do this over the next 20 years and another 20 years. Like, you don't fucking know what's going to happen. Could be over tomorrow and you got to really not think like that, but embrace the fact that, you know, life is temporary. So don't, don't stress about the small things. Don't, don't treat the days like you are going to live forever. Cause you know, you sort of get, you, you can go into these habits. You might grind at a job for like 25 years only to realize that it's not really what you wanted to do. Um, so yeah, just be, be wary of that. Like, you know, we, we, this is very temporary when we're, we're not really reminded of that very often, but it's definitely the case. I, I watched, um, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here again, but uh, I watched Braveheart the other day. Uh, to yeah, that was sort of a G. I've been watching a lot of warrior movies. I watched Three Hundred as well. But yeah, Braveheart. Um, yeah, Mel Gibson's character. I forget his name. William Wallace or something. And and yeah, it was it was sort of he just gives these like little speeches throughout the movies, which you probably would have seen even if you haven't seen the movie. But he gives these little speeches and about, you know, sort of getting these his army G'd up to go to war. And he was saying, you know, like there was sort of the army was was sort of having a sook of, you know, we don't we don't wanna die. You know, they were just sort of having these conflicting thoughts about going into wars, like why are we fighting, why are we gonna do this? And yeah, William Wallace, his way, Mel Gibson, his way to G him up was sort of, you know, well, we all gonna die. That was the gist of it. We're all going to die anyway. We're going to die, you know, fighting for something worthwhile, you know, for freedom. Or you're going to die in your bed a few years from now and just really regretting just just not doing shit with your life. So, yeah, point being, this is not very permanent. So don't don't stress about some simple shit and just just get on. Get proactive. Just start start working out, doing whatever you got to do to reach your goals and yeah the point I was getting at before I I went on tangent number two three four it's been a few now but basically focusing like breaking things down is a great way to march straight the fuck through your obstacles because obviously you know all of life is contested in our heads everything is being filtered through our heads we have our perspective we get conditioned over time it changes but everything's being filtered through our brains through our minds, obstacles can seem much larger, larger than they actually are. So point being, in order to break those down, you need to sort of train your mind in how to approach obstacles, how to approach adversity when you are confronted with it. And um, so, well, yeah, one of the things that I read in the book was to just really focus on, yeah, what you're doing now, focus on the process. All right, what do I want to achieve you know, what do I what do I want to achieve today? 
What can I do today, right now, that is going to get me that little bit closer to my goal? And once you get very clear about what you have to do day to day, week to week, instead of thinking about just where you want to be in a couple years time, because that doesn't really help because we only really have right now. Um, so, you know, when you start breaking things down, all of a sudden the obstacles don't seem that big and you can really smash through them because you have a clear understanding of what you have to do. And it's, it's very practical advice and I highly recommend it for anyone who really wants to, who's, yeah, you're struggling like a bit lost with their shit and just wondering what to do. This sort of really breaks it down for you and it's very broad. So whatever your situation is, it can really help um, focus you on what you got to do. And I think also because we are living in such a great period of time as far as, you know, like no one's, I know there's some parts of the world where there are still bombs being dropped, but in my sheltered existent, existence, Northside Melbourne, you know, a lot of the struggles are just internal and because there isn't really a physical threat, but our bodies are designed to sort of deal with physical threats. We're still in these ape bodies, um, but society has progressed, obviously, where we, we don't really need to get in these physical altercations, really. Um, so, yeah, point being, um, yeah, just dealing with with adversity um, because there's no physical, these physical threats that we're designed to deal with, we sort of start to compensate. Our bodies are still in the frame of mind of like, all right, you know, fuck, there's got to be adversity somewhere. Let, let's create some. So you start getting... Um, you start like creating these own, these own internal demons, like these own problems that really aren't that significant, whether they're social problems, you know, like arguments with, with you know, your significant other or your friends or, um, I don't know, like even, you know, social situations, wh- whatever it may be. Maybe it's just your job. Like you, you got a pretty easy job. There's no physical threat, but... It just seems like an insurmountable thing just going in there every day um, and just, you know, grinding at that. And I fully understand. I fully understand. And sometimes you got to just get out if it's not right for you. But my point, like, I, I've I've been a bit soft. Like, I feel like I've I've, I've gotten a little bit soft. I'm a bit, bit porky. I uh, just had my red rooster. So, you know, when you're not faced with that real, like, there's no real imminent threats you do start to get a little bit soft. And so when, when there is a little bit of adversity thrown at you, you're not equipped to deal with it because you haven't really faced any of it. So my point being, sometimes it's good to just toughen yourself up, whether it is physically, maybe go in the gym, learning some martial arts, um, or just, just, just engaging in some really difficult a- activities, challenging yourself, whatever form that may take. Um you know, that can be just massively beneficial because if you, you keep, if you get used to engaging in these challenging activities, getting out of your comfort zone, all of a sudden, everyday life becomes a lot easier because you've changed your perspective. It's like, all right, I just, I just sparred with someone for 15 minutes. Um, it was brutal. Uh, <laughs> you know, got all the endorphins flowing and, you know, I feel much more physically confident this is all hypothetical by the way i haven't done this yet um and in yeah once you're once you've dealt with that you know all of a sudden you know you would gain confidence from that it's like all right i can handle myself physically so all of a sudden it's not that much of a deal if i walked in a supermarket 
and fucking, I don't know, you had to just, I don't know, communicate with a lot of different people, or you had to teach a class that you're a little bit nervous about, you know, all of a sudden these obstacles become much simpler, much easier, you just break them down, you toughen yourself up, you know, if you've just been in a, I keep using fighting examples because that's all I can really think of with UFC 205 coming up, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, if you've just been in a five-round war like Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz in front of millions of people watching, you know, all of a sudden, I don't think those guys are, you know, there's very much that's going to phase those guys in everyday life, if you get me, just because it's like, like, what are you going to throw at me? I just, I just brawled for five rounds like a fucking animal in a cage, like, it's fucking ridiculous. Ah. Uh, Anyway, my point being, read some book. Um, <laughs> there's a guy like collecting the trolleys at the supermarket I'm at, just looking over like, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Who the fuck is that guy? Man, these trolley guys work hard, man. Every time I come, I see a few of the same people, considering just going up to one of them and uh, just saying congrats, man. You, you grind it out, you know, just doing your thing on the sides. This guy's always on the phone, though. Like, I always hear him chatting to a, this particular guy. He's always chatting to his friend. Like, he works hard, but, yeah, has a, has a phone call. I guess he deserves it, though. Like, fuck it. Good on him. Fuck the system. As long as you get the job done. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. I think it's about time to ra- uh, wrap up. As I mentioned at the beginning, Triple R, 40 years. Exhibition at the State Library coming up next week from November... 14th, I think it actually starts before that, maybe the 11th or the 12th, the actual exhibition, but if you want to get around to one of the live broadcasts from 4 to 7, that's from the 14th, the Monday, all the way through to the Friday, that's during the drive programs, so 4 to 7pm, there'll be live performances at the State Library for Triple R, 40 years exhibition, keen for that, Uh, maybe see you there, maybe not, anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of it. Hope it opened your mind, inspired you to do something. Just just keep looking for inspiration. Um just just do your thing, man. Progress. We don't have long. Enjoy yourself, but stay focused. Measured, focused, and uh work towards your happiness. Cause that that's all that's all we can really fucking do. Thank you for listening. This is Weird Banter. I'm your host, Michael Chich. Catch you next time.